What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hi, friends. Dr. Joseph here with you again for another podcast, and we are here for day 23. And uh, we're going to be reading through the book of Judges, and we're going to be in Judges chapter 18. Now, I'm going to give you a heads up. This is a long chapter, okay? So I am going to read and and make some comments as we go along the way. That way we can work through this together as we're going. So I'm going to be reading out the New International Version. And, uh, And so let's jump in here in Judges chapter 18. In those days, Israel had no king. Now let's just stop. Just stop and think about that. We we know that they hadn't had a king. They they would not actually set up a king until we see later on with Saul coming in to be their king. But this just shows as well the hearts of the people. There was no leader. There was nobody that was out in front. And so we, we kind of see this uh, time and time again. Everybody was doing right in their own eyes. And so because of this, uh, sin was running rampant throughout the uh, throughout the nation of Israel. And in fact, this is one of the chapters that you don't really see a conquering that happens. Instead, you see more of conquered hearts by sin. And this is, uh, this is very, uh, very much a, a down chapter that's in Judges. But it's, it's a part of what we need to see as well of, of people that were at one time so close to the Lord, so willing to follow and do whatever he said, and how quick they were as well to go and do their own thing. And I think we could see a reflection of our life in this. And so uh, let's look at what it says. It goes on to say, And in those days the tribe of the Danites were seeking a place of their own where they might settle because they had not yet come into an inheritance among the tribes of Israel. Now, that's kind of interesting because if you go back to our study in Joshua, you would actually see where the Danites had a allotted land. They had a land that was given to them. We see this in Joshua chapter 19, uh, that uh, whenever they had come in and they had conquered, that the Danites received that. And so the Danites were a part of the original 12 tribes of Israel. And so we can understand and we can see, okay, they had something, but according to them, they were seeking a place of their own. They didn't like where they were. They wanted to have something else which begins to lead into this whole sin of what we would call, what, coveting, right? And coveting is whenever I see what somebody else has, and I want to have it for myself. Uh, I love the, it's kind of an interesting uh, phrase here. Somebody has said that only three philosophies of, of life are in today's world. What's mine is mine, I'll keep it. What's yours is mine, I'll take it. And what's mine is yours, I'll share it. Well, what were they living by? They were living by the second one of what's yours is mine, I'll take it. And so the Danites, as I said, they started to look, they started to covet other places, other people's lands. And so uh, so what happened? Well, so the Danites sent, verse 2, sent five of their leading men from Zorah and Estal to spy out the land and explore it. These men represented all the Danites. They told them, go explore the land. So go look through everywhere, everywhere that Israel is is 
uh, said to have inherited. And so uh, you can go look through it, and whatever you find, you come back and you tell us, and we're going to go get it. So they entered the hill country of Ephraim, uh, Ephraim, and came to the house of Micah, where they spent the night. Now, you might say Ephraim. Ephraim was not one of the original 12. No. Remember Joseph, Joseph, uh, who was uh, you know Jacob's son. Joseph had two sons. He had Ephraim and Manasseh. Okay, and so their land was actually split into two. And so they received an inheritance in that. So they entered the hill country of Ephraim, came to the house of Micah, where they spent the night. Uh, when, when they were near Micah's house, they recognized the voice of the young Levite. So they turned in there and asked him, who brought you here? What are you doing in this place? Why are you here? He told them what Micah had done for him and said, he's hired me and I am his priest. So Micah was kind of like the leader over this uh, the the people of Ephraim at this time. And, and Micah had a priest that was there, young Levite. And so they're asking him, what are you doing here? In verse 5, then they said to him, please inquire of God to learn whether our journey will be successful. The priest answered them. Now, we have to remember, this is going under disguise. They are spying out, okay? They're spying out. They're coming with a deceitful heart. He said to him, please inquire of God. Priest answered, go in peace. Your journey has the Lord's approval. So the five men left and came to Laish, where they saw that the people were living in safety like the Sidonians, at peace and secure. And since their land lacked nothing, they were prosperous. Also, they lived a long way from Sidonians and had no relationship with anyone else. So they find this land. When they returned to Zorah and Eshtal, their fellow Danites asked them, how did you find these things? They answered, come on, let's attack them. We've seen the land, and it's very good. Aren't you going to do something? Don't hesitate to go there and take it over. When you get there, you will find an unsuspecting people and a spacious land that God has put into our hands, a land that lacks nothing whatever. Of course, this is not their land. This is land that is promised to another people. The 600 men of the Danites, verse 11, armed for battle, set out from Zorah. On their way, they set up camp near Kiriath-Jerim in Judah. This is why the place west of Kiriath-Jerim is called Mahaneh, Dan, to this day. From there, they went on to the hill country of Ephraim and came to Micah's house. Then the five men who had spied out the land of Laish said to their fellow Danites, Do you know that one of these houses has an ephod, some household gods, and an image overlaid with silver. Now you know what to do. So they turned in there and went to the house of the young Levite at Micah's place and greeted him. The 600 Danites, armed for battle, stood at the entrance of the gate. They were ready to go in. Verse 17, the five men who had spied out the land went inside and took the idol, the ephod, and the household gods while the priest and the 600 armed men stood at the entrance of the gate. It was a diversion. They had set up a diversion there. Verse 18, when the five men went into Micah's house and took the idol, the ephod, and the household gods, the priest said to them, what are you doing? Verse 19, they answered him, be quiet. Don't say a word. Come with us and be our father and priest. Isn't it better that you serve a tribe and clan in Israel as priests rather than just one man's household? The priest was very pleased. 
He took the ephod, the household gods, and the idol, and went along with the people. Putting their little children, their livestock, and their possessions in front of them, they turned away and left. Now, let's stop in and think about what, what happened there. So they come in, uh, these five spies, they take these things, and when they take these things, they not only do that, but they end up talking into this young priest, hey, come with us. Don't you want to be a part of something bigger and better? And the priest himself, he became covetous as well. He started to say, hey, yeah, I, what, what a thing it would be to be a priest over this whole tribe instead of just this one household that's being represented uh, here in the, uh, in the hill country here. Verse 22. When they had gone some distance from Micah's house, the men who lived near Micah were called together, and they overtook the Danites. As they shouted after them, the Danites turned and said to Micah, What's the matter with you that you called out your men to fight? Why were they saying? Because they were like, Hey, you know, we're the same people here. We're all the children of Israel. He replied, Micah replied, You took the gods I made and my priests and went away. What else do I have? How can you ask what's the matter with you? I, I kind of think about... Uh, you know, it sounds a you know a little bit of you know what's the matter with you, man? What's the matter? These guys are coming from the Bronx, you know. The Danites answered, "Don't argue with us, or some of the men may get angry and attack you, and you and your family will lose your lives." So the Danites went their way, and Micah, seeing that they were too strong for him, turned around and went back home. Verse twenty-seven. Then they took what Micah had made and his priests and went on to Laish against a people at peace and secure. They attacked them with the sword and burned down their city. There was no one to rescue them because they lived a long way from Sidon and had no relationship with anyone else. The city was in a valley near Beth Rehob. The Danites rebuilt the city and settled there. They named it Dan after their ancestor Dan, who was born to Israel, though the city used to be called Laish. There the Danites set up for themselves the idol, and Jonathan, son of Gershom, the son of Moses, and his sons were priests for the tribe of Dan until the time of the captivity of the land. They continued to use the idol Micah had made all the time the house of God was in Shiloh. So what do we have happening here? We have the coveting that's happening. We have this ungodly counsel that's happening. We have violence and murder that's happening. We have idolatry that's happening. We have to see what's this really all about. It's a revelation of the wickedness of the human heart and the hopelessness of human society without God. Think about that. This story reveals the wickedness of the heart and how hopeless we truly are without God. If you think about what's happening in our culture today, it's how can we replace God in everything? And sometimes, I want to tell you, if we're not careful, this can easily slip into our own spiritual lives. And that we become people, we don't pray to the Lord. Instead, we just operate off of intuition. We, we don't uh, we don't seek to obey the Lord. Instead, we just go and do our own things. And slowly but surely, we're showing ourselves that we're not living according to God's truth. 
Instead, we're living according to our own truth, and because of that, we're going to end up doing right in our own eyes. And listen, that's a terrible place to be as a society, to be in a place of no hope, to be in a place of total wickedness. And listen, friends, it's our responsibility to ensure as the church, to ensure as we see these stories of coveting, we see these stories of wickedness, violence, the allowance of idols to come into our life. Guys, those things have no place in our lives. You know, we even try to throw around these little these little sayings every now and then, right? You know, this is my uh, this is my one little vice that I may have. This is my one little thing that that I may have. And we have to see, guys, that all that reveals more and more is just our heart. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, exactly like what happened here in this story, eventually those idols are going to take place. They're going to become rooted, and we're, we're going to set up our lives around them as well. And guys, it all goes back to, at the very beginning of this story, two things. First, coveting. Are you content with where the Lord has you? Are you satisfied in Christ? Are you satisfied in your salvation? Right? I want to tell you, there's no plan B on salvation. It's Christ and Christ alone. And the more that we can recognize and learn how to be satisfied in Him, the more we're going to embrace this call. But even before all that, Israel operated as if they had no king. Let me just tell you, we have a king. His name is Jesus. And our lives are to follow him. No matter the cost, no matter where it leads us, our lives are to follow and submit to Jesus. And I should be satisfied in that. I should indwell in that. And I should be a part of where the Lord's leading me, not always looking for the next best thing. You know, we say this sometimes in related to relationship to, to marriage counseling. You know, sometimes the the reason that the grass is greener on the other side is because there's a septic tank underneath. My prayer is that that's you're not one of those people that's always looking for the grass on the greener that's greener on the other side. My prayer is that you're somebody, you look at what Christ has done and you live in that satisfaction in his glory for his purpose. Live under his authority today. Friends, thank you for your time. Thank you for joining us here. And I encourage you to listen in for our next podcast as it comes along as we're continuing on here in the book of Judges. And God bless you guys. And I look forward to seeing you again. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.